For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for listening. And if you are tuning in again, welcome back. And lastly, if you find today's episode or any of these episodes of this podcast to be helpful or insightful, please follow and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're using. The more followers and ratings we get, the more we can help people like you. And without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you so much, listeners, for your patience. I've taken a little bit of time off from this podcast because I had the opportunity to travel to Italy with my wife, and it was fantastic. Really cleared my head and gave me an opportunity to really see what other experts and people can we interview and subjects that we can discuss to help you more. And over the past couple of years, I've started hearing this concept of upper cervical management, which means that it's working with the neck, particularly the higher aspects of the cervical spine and its impact on the rest of the kinetic chain. If you've listened to these episodes before, I'm a huge proponent of looking at the whole picture rather than just one specific area. And the upper cervical spine, I have as much knowledge as a typical or like spine physical therapist has but I think it is important to be able to interview experts in regards to how we can get a deeper dive and understanding of this current area. And so today I have Dr. Ernest Pecoraro, a chiropractor based out of New Jersey, who has uh, in a way perfected a way to manage the upper cervical spine and how it can actually translate it over to the rest of the human body. So uh, Dr. Pecoraro, thank you so much for being on today's episode. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. And thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It's so happy to have you. So uh, for the listeners who aren't quite familiar um, with with yourself, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your journey is to getting to where you're at today? Yes. Um, I became interested in being a chiropractor because my older brother became a chiropractor. And at the time, uh, a friend of mine had these terrible headaches while he was in school he was adjusting her neck and then um all of a sudden all her headaches she used to have migraines every every week and they disappeared after his uh treatment so i was interested in going to chiropractic school which i did and i graduated in uh december of 1979 and i opened my uh practice with my older brother in northern new jersey and we worked together for a few years, and then I opened up in downtown Manhattan. And over the years, I built my practice up, and I opened uh, four other clinics in um, New York City, uh, in Queens, Staten Island, uh, uh, Midtown, 
I was in um, <clears throat> downtown Manhattan. Uh, so I practiced there for many years and we saw many, many patients, uh, different problems. And in 2005, uh, we, me and my wife decided we were going to retire and move to Florida, which we did. We moved to Clearwater, Florida, and we were there for a few years. And then we were traveling back and forth to New Jersey. Um, about, I guess it's like four years ago, uh, one of my daughters, who is like 32 years old, was walking on the beach and all of a sudden she felt a little pain in her back. And over the next few months, the pain just got worse and worse and worse. And of course, I told her to go to chiropractor. She went to chiropractors. They did regular chiropractic therapy. They did um, <clears throat> traction therapy. Uh, that wasn't really helping her. So then we sent her to an acupuncturist. The acupuncturist was working on her, still didn't help. And she just progressively got worse till she was pretty much an invalid. She had to lay down most of the day. If she carried something, um, she, she got severe pain. She couldn't walk very far. So this was really distressing. She went to physical therapist. Then she went to get um, PRP with a medical doctor for injections to see if that helped. Well, it didn't help very much. And then the doctor said, well, you have to come for a second set. Well, in the meantime, we were almost ready to go to him. I think we were a, a day away. And then someone told us about this Dr. Pierce who did this EPIC technique, which was an upper cervical technique. And he was only a block away from where she lived in Clearwater, Florida. So I brought her there. And he was explaining about the upper, upper cervical, the atlas specifically. And she had severe low back pain and sciatica. And he explained to us how that could be um, fixed by correcting the uh, alignment of the atlas. So he did very specific x-rays, examination, physical examination, went over them with us and explained everything. And then he had this um, very interesting uh, corrective type of treatment that used a sound wave. So he, he brought us in, he used the sound wave to move her atlas. It was painless. She got up from the table and she felt relief right away. And then within 20 minutes, 70% of her pain was gone. And then she got follow-up visits, but I would say it took like two or three months and all her pain was gone. And then she went to a physical therapist because, because it was like three years she was in such pain and not moving, then the muscles atrophied. So she went to the physical therapy to rehabilitate those muscles. And that was a few years ago. And now she's normal, living a normal life. Uh, I was so excited about that. I was living in New Jersey and Florida, and I sent many patients to him 
uh, in the Clearwater area. And I sent him uh, many patients from New Jersey, one being my nephew who actually had low back surgery because nobody could help his low back pain. He went down there after the surgery, got a treatment, and that was a couple of years ago. I mean, he was like an invalid also, just laying in bed all the time. And now he goes surfing, shovels snow. I mean, he's just normal. So to me, that was so exciting that I wanted to um, go back and learn this technique, which I did. I had let my license lapse in New Jersey, so I had to take another test to get my license. Uh, I had to do continuing education credits. I did everything. And it just so happens that this doctor in Florida started to open franchises. So I'm the first epic franchise uh, besides that one in New Jersey. And I'm very excited about it because I, I, I see such unbelievable results with this. Uh, I got good results as a chiropractor before, but I would have to see people many, many times uh, more than I do now and, and get results that I couldn't get before. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the Sciatica Protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. Now, having an on-demand physical therapist can cost thousands plus hours of sessions. But with the Sciatica Protocol, you'll receive the same, if not better, customized care completely free. And why are we making this program free? Because I believe that everyone deserves to live free from pain without actually having cost be the biggest obstacle. It is simple to start and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. Wow. What a journey um, through this entire process going from uh, retiring, experiencing these changes, coming out of retirement because you found this, this treatment modality, this tool to have such a huge impact. And I'm so excited and pleased to hear about uh, your family members who were able to get this recovery when, uh, in essence, all hope was lost. And there was so much, uh, as you said, being an invalid, there's just all this such a loss of activity. And the purpose of us creating this platform and, and, and interviewing experts like you is to give people hope and give them other tools that they can use to actually recover. Uh, you brought up an, an, an interesting thing about how it was like really your family members who were experiencing issues like this. And one thing that came to mind, and I don't know if, if you follow this philosophy, but I know for myself that uh, I personally can't treat family members. Um, and, and, and it's really just more so because uh, the relationship I have with them. It's a little bit harder because I'm related to them. And usually when my family members are experiencing some pains, I try to give a little bit more information. But I think when someone who is outside of the family can actually help, it really provides a, a new a new perspective. Um, and so I don't know if you experienced that um, as well. But well, I, I do take care of a lot of the family members. That's good. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's uh, they're harder to manage than uh, them 
patients yeah. who don't know you. Um, it's it's that old saying: uh, a prophet is a prophet except in his own house, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because people know you personally, and then they just you know think maybe you don't know about this. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just uh, yeah, an observation. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And so the second part of this, I think, and and I often see this and trying to manage like specific conditions let's just say for example like sciatica when people look at sciatica they just think about looking at a specific muscle group and what ends up happening is uh it's kind of like that concept of like you're beating a dead horse if you keep like looking at the spine and you're not opening up your eyes moving either further down the chain or in this case looking up the chain you're really missing out on a lot of opportunities to help people and have people recover and so um, if, if you wouldn't mind, let's let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into the upper cervical aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit more about like the, the atlas bone. So tell us a little bit more about uh, what the atlas bone is and what, what's the role in, in kind of its function uh, in, in life, but then also what is it, what is its role in uh, sciatica pain management? Okay. Um, The atlas bone is the top bone in the spine, and it's different than all the other bones in the spine in the way the joints are. The joints are made so someone can turn their head to the left and right and up and down and have good movement so someone can see things. So it's got a different type of joint. The other joints in the spine are like a slanted type joint. And it's as if you took a bunch of the same type of chair and you stack them on each other. And by doing that, the interlocking joints of of the other bones in the spine gives you a lot of stability. Also, there are discs in between the other bones in the spine, and that also helps and give it stability. Because the atlas has that movement, it doesn't have the stability as um, the other bones in the spine. It's also carrying a head, which is called an atlas, because in Greek mythology, there is someone holding the earth on his shoulder named Atlas. Um, So because the head is like 9 to 14 pounds, depending on the person, it's holding that up besides. So it has a lot of... Uh, pressure on it. And so if it misaligns, then it can be stuck in misalignment a little bit and you don't get the movement that you actually can get. Uh, The other thing is the the brain is in the skull and it's protected by the skull. And then attached to the brain is the spinal cord, which goes down the middle of all the vertebra. And The atlas is very important because it's the first bone there and it's very close to the brainstem. Um, And so if it's misaligned, it could put problems in the communication between the brain and the rest of the body. And there are a lot of blood vessels. The major blood supply to the brain, uh, the vertebral arteries, which actually go through the bones of the neck, uh, take a 90 degree turn by on the top of the atlas before it goes into the brain. And the other thing is that the, the tips 
um, to the left and right of the atlas called the transverse processes are very close to the internal carotid artery and the internal jugular vein. So if there's rotation there, it can put pressure on there and cause problems with blood flow to the brain. Sounds like a very, uh, a very involved joint um, uh, or involved bone, which can definitely have a huge impact in regards to, to function and movement. And so um, you were talking about this concept of misalignment and how it could actually influence blood flow. It can also influence the brain's communication with the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. So um, I know what's really interesting is that a lot of people are like, oh, the best way to treat an injury is to avoid that injury altogether. And so when we talk about misalignment, what are some causes uh, to atlas misalignment? Uh, some of the causes are trauma, such as a car accident. Uh, many people will go get in a car accident, get their atlas misaligned, and they may not have any symptoms for years, sometimes 10, 20 years, because when the atlas is misaligned, the body tries to stabilize everything and adapt to it. But over the years, the tissues will deteriorate, and then finally you get symptoms. Uh, another thing is having a fall hitting your head. Uh, there could be micro traumas, such as sleeping on your stomach and turning your head to one side, stretching out the muscles, and it can pull the atlas out. Um, what we find a lot is uh, people ha naturally have a curve in the neck. Um, if you look at the side, it curves forward and it acts like a spring. But um, in Epic Technique, we have all the doctors input all their information. And we find that people from 20 to 40 have that uh, curve straightened out or reversed, which pulls on the muscles and causes tension and headaches and pain. And we found out if they're in their 60s or 70s, much less percentage of the people have that. And the reason is because the younger people have many, many years of looking at their phone or looking at their computer. And the older people didn't have that throughout their whole life. So that's a very important concept too. Um, <clears throat> lack of exercise that weakens the muscles can uh, just normal movement can also move it out of place. I did want to uh, explain also how the atlas can affect sciatica because that's what we're talking about. Um, it just so happens there are, there are uh, muscles that attach the atlas to the skull on both sides. Now, those muscles have uh, what's called muscle spindles in them. Muscle spindles are in all muscles, and they're like a sensor to tell the brain if the muscle is in spasm or it's how it's contracted or relaxed. So what happens if the atlas is misaligned, one side of those muscles will be in spasm and one will be stretched. And those receptors will send a signal through the spinal cord up into the brain called the vestibular nucleus. The vestibular nucleus is part of the brain that will control the balance of the body. So 
you'll see when people have like uh, a problem in their neck, they'll try to move their body in a way so their head is straight. So the vestibular nucleus tries to keep the head straight over the middle of the legs. Now, the way it does that is it will send signal to the lower back muscles to move one way or the other, like go and uh, spasm on one side and contract and relax on the other side. When that happens, your head is straight, but the lower back, the lumbar vertebra are off balance. When they're off balance, they'll put pressure on one side of the disc rather than the other. So over the years, that disc on that side will start to deteriorate. And then you could get disc bulges, which impinge on the nerve. And in the lower back, the nerves at L4, L5, that's the last two vertebrae, go down into the leg and form the sciatic nerve. So if there's irritation there from the disc, then it will irritate that. So the way we can help with sciatica, such as with my daughter and, and my nephew, is we find how the atlas is misaligned, we correct it, and by doing that, we rebalance the entire spine because the signal will go to that part of the brain to say, okay, now we're going to rebalance. And it will take that disc, the pressure off that disc, and then the pressure off that nerve. And over time, that sciatic nerve will heal. And But after that, you need to rehabilitate the muscles, which what physical therapist comes in and we would send someone to the physical therapist to strengthen those muscles again. Um, and I know you have an, an ebook on that. I, I looked at and which is really good because then um, you could take the pressure off the nerves and you could heal the nerves. But then if the muscles have been weakened over time, you definitely need to rehabilitate them. So that's, that's how we handle sciatic patients and uh, just to give an example of, of one patient we had recently, she was uh, like 32 years old. She had uh, four young children and her two sisters were patients of mine, got really good results, um, but she was very busy and she had low back pain and she tried to live through the low back pain and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse till she had to go to the emergency room. She went to the emergency room. They said, you're going to need um, surgery right away. You have a herniated disc. We're going to have to, after the surgery, you're going to have to go to physical therapy three times a week for six months. And she said, I, I just can't do that. I have three little children. I can't do it. Um, so she finally came to my office um, and we found out her atlas was rotated and, and it shifted to the right. So we gave her a treatment and then the back pain started to subside within two weeks and she was starting to get better and better. And she was very excited about it. The only thing was she had numbness going down the leg still. And so she was worried. She went back to the doctors and they said, no, no, you need surgery right away. You're going to have to get surgery. 
but she was still afraid. So she came back to me. I said, the numbness takes longer than the pain to go away. So you just have to be patient. Within two weeks, she came in, said, oh, my numbness is gone. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, you know, that's the kind of thing we, we work with. And then she went, she was seeing a physical therapist. We sent her back to the physical therapist to get those muscles strengthened because she had been like that for so long. It did weaken the muscles. That's an amazing story. Um, so many people uh, that I've spoken with and met with um, are experiencing pain and they, and they kind of say, all right, I'm just going to live through this. And I think what's challenging uh, as clinicians is that we usually see people when they're, you know, a few months, a few years living with this pain. And it breaks my heart because one, no one ever deserves to live in pain for this long. And for us, like, you know, people like you and me, we exist to actually take care of folks when the pain does come on. And it is really uh, great. It seems as if um, this patient of yours was an advocate for herself. She knew she didn't want to get surgery and went around and looked at all the different resources available to her and brought her to, to your office, which is, which is so exciting to hear. Um, and so, you know, as, as, as time goes on, it looks like, um, it seems as if just based off of my, like the information that I'm getting right now, it seems as if it's like someone experiences pain and they go through many different conservative treatments and it turns out that it's not helping them. And then they're like, oh my gosh, what other options are there? And that's where it's important for people to start looking up and down the chain. Um, and especially if they've done all the hip stretches, all the back stretches, and they're still not experiencing relief. And so um, for someone who is experiencing pain, uh, at what point or how, what are some signs or things that they should be looking for in themselves that can actually say, all right, well, maybe it could be a good idea for me to see someone like yourself or someone who can address the, the upper cervical aspect. What are the, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit more about like, what are those things that people should be looking for where they're like, oh, I could be a candidate for something like this. Uh, well, it's, it's, Anybody who has pain that persists anywhere okay. in the body, um, that's a very important thing. Uh, another thing, some people just get numbness or tingling in either their hands or their feet. Um, that's a, any type of symptom is kind of a danger sign to say something is happening here. Now, sometimes you could get a muscle that got stretched a little bit and it's you know, not a serious thing and you get a pain and it goes away, but sometimes pains will go away and then come back. And, you know, it just means that your body's adapting. And then over time, uh, it's going to get worse. We have patients, um, I'm sure you have that, you know, they, they let it go for too long and it's painful, but they have to work and they have to do things. So they just let it go until it becomes a problem where the tissues need a lot of time to heal. And, and it's better to get it done. Uh, we, we treat a lot of different things. I mean, we have, uh, uh, with the Atlas, we, it, it affects a lot of different nerves. 
Um, we had a patient who had trigeminal neuralgia, which is severe pain in the face. It's almost like a burning pain. And it's called the suicide pain because it's so intense that a lot of people who have it commit suicide. But we had a patient, he was 71 years old. He had it for 18 years and it just kept getting worse. And he told me, he, he could be walking with his wife. He had to stop and just fight the pain until it subsided a little bit. He was taking a lot of uh, drugs. Um, but the interesting thing is he was 71 years old and we traced it to an accident he had when he was 18 years old where the atlas was displaced. So it took about 50 years for him to really get this bad, but he was having the pain 18 years before. Mm. So as it gets better, this is like a danger sign for someone saying, you know, they don't want to confront it, but they need to confront it and get it before it becomes worse and worse. Uh, the good thing about it, we gave, it, gave him a treatment and all the pain went away within a few weeks. And he was so happy. And even more than him, his wife was very happy because uh, people don't realize how it affects family members and friends when you have pain and you're complaining and you're going through those things. And because friends and family members don't like to see their friends and family members in pain, it affects them also. Yeah. And pain oftentimes, especially if it's not like a true injury, like if they're not in a cast or if they're not swollen, uh, pain is often an invisible is an invisible thing. And so people can look entirely normal, but be in such intense pain that it limits their ability. And I've heard so many times where they're like, why can't my family members, why can't my friends understand that I'm in pain and I can't do X, Y, and Z? They're always telling me, you look fine. And so mm -hmm. it, it is really challenging. Um, one thing that you brought up, it was this concept that was like uh, pain that persists. And so uh, what do you, if, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what is the length of time that someone can transition from like, oh, this is just a pain that like, you know, I, I banged my elbow, my elbow hurts. Um, now, obviously that's going to be different versus like, you know, experiencing pain for years, um, for you, what is that cutoff time for someone who is like, okay, if I've been experiencing pain for this length of time, it would be considered more of like that persistent type of pain. I should be looking at a different source, AKA the yeah. Well, that, that's a very good question, but um, it, it depends because mm -hmm. someone can have a pain for a couple of days and then it goes away mm -hmm. and then it never comes back. So that kind of thing is, is just, it's probably some kind of muscle thing that maybe they strained a muscle or something like that. However, if you, what can happen, it happens with a lot of people, and I'm sure you're aware of it. They'll mm -hmm. get that, oh, I got a little pain and it's bothering me. And then it goes away. But then a month later, oh, I got that a little, but, you know, it'll go away and it goes away. But then as time goes on. So I, I would say if it keeps coming back in the same mm -hmm. area, you definitely should get it checked. Um, the, the length of time. You know, I would see, say, if it's not improving over a couple of days, you should try to find out what's going on. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good tip. Um, 
So we're talking about a lot about like the concept of like treating pain and treating like if we're looking at uh, for that gentleman who had trigeminal neuralgia, uh, it took about we'll say what, 40 to 50 years for it to truly manifest itself and lead that him to, to seeing you. Um, is there any uh, help in looking at the atlas uh, when you're not in pain or like after you've been feeling better, um, to look at, it, uh, to look at it more of like a preventative aspect to prevent things further down the road? Well, that, that's a great question because it's, uh, most people, their Atlas is misaligned and they don't even know about it because they have no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like that man, it, it took him so long to feel, this really severe pain mm-hmm. um, th- that happens with a lot of people. If your atlas is in alignment, that means your brain is healthy. Uh, if it's not in alignment, it's not as healthy as it could be. Um, because if the atlas is misaligned, besides the blood vessels we talked about, and there's also a thing called um, cerebrospinal fluid, which is fluid that brings uh, to the brain and the spinal cord, it brings nutrients. And then after the brain uses those nutrients, there's waste products that it will flush out those brain, uh, waste products. So if the atlas is misaligned, it's going to um, affect that flow of the cerebral spinal fluid. Um, to give you an example, we had one woman come in and she had problem in her jaw. But what was more concerning to her, she was 80 years old. She was worried about uh, brain fog. Uh, She said, I have a harder time concentrating now, and I have a hard time reading. And after getting the atlas adjusted, she said, I can read now. My vision is clearer. My thinking is clearer. So it People will have these things all the time and just say, well, I, I get tired, I'm working hard, or they'll make other excuses for it. But preventative-wise, everybody should get their atlas checked. Not everybody's atlas is out of place, but I would say the majority of people just from living, their atlas will, will go out of place. And if you ha- ever had a fall where you hit your head or were in a car accident, you should definitely get it checked because... Uh, uh, I think it's a hundred percent possibility that that's out of place from, from that kind of trauma. Right on. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really important to be able to see. Um, and then I appreciate you sharing this information. I think there's a lot of people who are living in pain and they're like, what, what is going on? I've tried so many alternatives and everything has either been stretching out my hips or stretching out just my low back. Like, is there anything else that I can do? And I think, for someone like you, a professional like yourself, to be able to say, here's this other area that we can look at, I think it continues to give people hope and and uh, and help to, to recover and live pain-free because sciatica pain, just pain in general is not a fun thing. And um, I'm very thankful for professionals like yourself who can look at other areas that I myself am not necessarily an expert. And mm-hmm. so if, if someone's like, oh man, okay, I think uh, I think I should be looking at a different part of my spine. Mm-hmm. particularly the atlas um what how can someone get in touch with you um and, and learn more and figure out you know how you can how you can work with them uh there's two ways they could go to our website which is www 
www.epicepicsegert.com. Seagird is S-E-A-G-I-R-T. So they can do that. If they want a free phone consultation we're giving to your listeners, they could go to goepicclinic.co. That's goepicclinic.co. And uh, I, I will talk to them and I'll discuss their problem with them. I do this a lot with people. Uh, because I'm very interested in getting them to know about this because um, there are only two areas where you could get this type of treatment and that's in New Jersey and in uh, Clearwater, Florida and a couple other places in Florida. Um, what's happening is, is we're franchising it now. So it could be all over like Dr. Pierce, who's in Florida, who developed it, um, this technique uh, he's been in practice for um, 20 years in Florida. He's had patients come from 38 different countries uh, because people weren't able to get this type of treatment anywhere in the world. So when he saw that, he said, we really have to spread this out. And he's been working with uh, chiropractic colleges to get people to learn it. So more chiropractors will be able to utilize this when they find that their other techniques are not getting the results they need to get. Beautiful. Um, and that's uh, for your listeners out there. If you didn't get a chance to write that down, you can go ahead and go into the show notes. The links to everything will be all set. Um, Dr. Pecoraro, thank you so much for your time today and your expertise. I learned a lot and I'm hoping that the listeners learned a lot and got an opportunity to add another tool to their toolbox or another thing that they can look for when trying to find a, a practitioner to work with. So um, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me on. I love to educate people on this. Perfect. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider.